Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Okay, here we go, episode 40. Every time I look at what I chose for the title for this episode, Pride and Self-Promotion, I keep seeing Pride and Prejudice. I don't think I actually ever read that book, but I did read Pride and Prejudice and Zombies a few years ago, and that was really funny. So if you haven't ever read it, it's a good one. We're going to have another short episode this week. It's funny, actually, I never really know ahead of time just how much I'm going to have to say on a certain topic. I almost always think that the episodes are going to be shorter than they really are. But this time, I think I'm actually correct. I think it's probably going to be about 10 minutes. I guess we'll see. So anyway, today's episode is going to cover some similar topics to episode 26, which was confidence, self-confidence, and arrogance. But they're not exactly the same. They're just similar. So what got me thinking about this topic is someone who has a podcast that I regularly listen to recently published a book, and for the last several months, there seems to be at least a few minutes at the beginning of each episode talking about the book. At first, while the book was still being written, the comments would be about the writing process, the publishing process, new things they were learning along the way, things like that. As I was listening to these episodes, the content of those comments just didn't even really register. You know, there's just always like the usual warm-up chit-chat, the kind of thing that you sort of zone in and out of while you're waiting for the real content to start. But then recently, as it got closer to the release date, and then after that, when the book became available for purchase online and then purchase in stores, that chit-chat at the beginning of each episode now generally includes a request and recommendation from the host to buy the book. And this type of thing immediately rubbed me the wrong way. So my automatic reaction is somewhat negative, and then my rational brain tries to stuff that down, telling myself I'm overreacting. People are allowed to promote a book that they wrote, especially when they also run a very successful business. Why wouldn't they promote their book? If I gloss over it and think about it on a very superficial level, I probably have a suspicion that this is rooted in some beliefs about what self-promotion really means, and probably some gender bias as well. So I decided I should take a closer look at this and share what I found to be really going on. If I pause in the moment to see what kinds of thoughts are driving my negative attitude, here are some of the things that come up. And remember, evaluating your thoughts is a judgment-free zone. Our thoughts do not define us, they just happen. So I'd find myself thinking things like, well, they're awfully full of themselves. And it's a bit presumptuous to think all the listeners are going to like this book. And this constant book promotion is so pushy. There are other minor variants, but you get the picture. But what happens if I don't pause in the moment to really process those thoughts and what I'm making them mean is I would immediately start judging myself for having such judgy thoughts in the first place. You see where this is headed? Unless I can drop the judgment and be really curious about this, the cycle's just going to keep repeating itself. Why does this matter for you? Who cares what I do or do not think about a podcaster who's promoting their book? Well, of course, it's not really about that. It's about how these hidden beliefs can creep into my own life and what that creates for me. 
And I know from some of my clients, I suspect it's an issue for many people. Let's really break this down now. Let's take the first one. They're awfully full of themselves. First of all, what do I mean by full of themselves? Probably conceited. Okay, why do I think talking about an accomplishment makes you conceited? Because if you're talking about an accomplishment, you must be bragging. What's the problem with bragging or being conceited for that matter? They mean you think you're better than everyone else. And there it is, hidden away in my brain. I've equated pride in your accomplishments with conceitedness, and I've equated self-promotion with bragging. And since both of those things are generally thought of as undesirable traits, my unconscious reaction to someone expressing pride or engaging in self-promotion is a negative one. And if I think this is bad for other people to do, just imagine what I'm making it mean for myself if I ever do these things, since, like most of us high achievers, I hold myself to higher standards than I hold my peers to. Just a reminder, these terms are not interchangeable. There are differences. Pride is being happy or content about your accomplishments. Conceit is thinking you're somehow better than others. Self-promotion is putting forward your strengths or attributes. Bragging is believing or making it sound like those things make you better than others. See, it's all about the judginess. But if your brain unconsciously thinks they're the same thing, the way mine does, then pride and self-promotion are going to get lumped in with the judgy things, even though they really don't belong there. Another layer to this is the possible gender bias that I mentioned earlier. I think it's fair to say that in American society, it's fairly prevalent that people who express themselves as female are held to different standards than those who express male. Many people have unconscious ideas about what sorts of attitudes and traits are acceptable in people who present as female versus in people who present as male. What's really interesting and a little hilarious is that for me personally, any gender bias I have on this specific topic is not because I unconsciously think it's okay for men to brag because men just do that and women can't because it's not ladylike or anything like that. It actually comes from that childhood belief that I talked about in episode five, how I used to believe it was an absolute fact that girls are naturally smarter than boys and everyone knows it. So because of that old belief, which Believe me, I am trying to, you know, get rid of. I, I know now it's not actually true, but it still kind of, you know, presents itself and offers itself to me every now and then. So in this sort of situation, that causes like a little bemused pity. Like, well, of course, boys have to brag. Everyone knows they could never measure up. Just let them overcompensate a little if it makes them feel better. Oh, the things our brains come up with if we don't stop to check that implicit bias. So anyway, what does this mean for you? Well, if you're harboring any beliefs like this and you're not aware of them, it may be driving you to hold yourself back without knowing it. And not because of imposter syndrome. Sooner or later, I know I'm going to have to do an episode on imposter syndrome, but not today. I suspect this sort of thing is an issue for lots of us. As I've mentioned before, I've coached at least a couple of clients on this. One recently had put her name up for a position within a national organization. That process required writing a brief bio to explain and support your qualifications for the position. 
She happened to be uniquely qualified for the role and she got it. What we coached on was not getting the role or being nervous about getting the role or imposter syndrome related to the role. We coached on the fact that the self-promotion required for the application process had been a challenge for her. She felt really uncomfortable with the process of writing it all down because it felt to her like bragging, and that was something she didn't want to do. We went through the content of her bio. It was all objective facts. I am board certified in X. I have served however many years on whatever role, performing whatever positions, etc. I have published on this topic in the following journals, and on and on. The wording was undeniably factual, no opinions at all, and yet she said it made her feel a little dirty. So here's the thing. There's a huge tendency to approach a situation like this with a rhetorical question that sounds like a scolding. When we tell a friend or colleague about a situation like this that we've been in, our well-meaning friend is very likely to respond with something like, why on earth would you think that's bragging? That's ridiculous. You're so qualified for this position. I know I've definitely said similar things to friends in situations like this. The problem with statements like these, though, is that they don't actually get at the root of why you might be thinking and feeling the way you are. It's just telling you that you're wrong to be thinking that. Now, it's meant to be in a very good way, but that approach just isn't always successful. It can get you in that loop of a thought occurring and then judging yourself for having the thought and thinking there's something wrong with you for those thoughts coming into your head. And again, I'm just going to hammer this point home. Thoughts that come into your head do not define you. It's the thoughts that you choose to think and the way you choose to act that defines you. So if you're in that loop of a thought occurring and judging yourself, if you don't take the time to break it down and understand where the thought came from, you won't have the opportunity to interrupt the cycle and redirect the thought. Sometimes I do see clients taking themselves down a rabbit hole of self-judgment for things like this, and they truly do start thinking there must be something wrong with them. But if we approach it from a coaching standpoint, where you identify and evaluate your thoughts without passing judgment on yourself for having had them, it allows you to see for yourself what's going on behind the scenes and why, and then to decide whether you want to let that thought process continue or if you want to start working on changing it to something that serves you better. If you just tell yourself you're being ridiculous without doing all of the work, you're essentially trying to fake having a different thought or belief instead of actually changing it. So instead of you're being ridiculous, when I'm feeling creepy about someone's self-promotion, I can remind myself that the reason I'm feeling creepy about it is because my unconscious thought is equating self-promotion with bragging, but now I actually know that they're not the same thing. My brain is trying to protect me. It's trying to say, hey, don't be like that person. I can validate the very well-meaning attempt for my brain and then decline it. Thanks, but no thanks. I've decided not to think like that anymore. All right, I think that's enough for today. If you'd like to talk to me about pride and self-promotion and what those mean for you, come visit me at whitecoatlifecoach.com and schedule a free consult. I'll see you back next time. 
Any opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.